0: The your greatness that you send the call out, send the call out, send the call out, 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 the call the the call out, 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 the call out Hello ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode of Sucker Radio here on suckercom and MMAOpinion.co.uk. I am obviously your host, Jeremy Brand, and we have a fantastic show lined up for you today. We will be chatting with UFC Fight Night 35 main event fighter Luke Rockhold, as well as I will play an interview with Jake Shields that I had on the weekend, um, and he chats about his upcoming fight with Hector Lombard, as well as, um, you know, his his teammate Gilbert Melendez, and uh, why he turned down the fight with uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, which actually he didn't turn down. So <laughs> you'll have to listen to that for more details. Um, but it's fight week. We've got UFC Fight Night 35. This Wednesday, obviously, the premiere of Tough Nations coming up right after that on Fox Sports 1. Um, we have MFC 39, No Remorse, on Friday. And then we have World Series of Fighting 8 on Saturday. So we'll break down the fight card a little bit here for UFC Fight Night 35. Obviously, as I said, the main event, Luke Rockhold versus Costa Filipu. Rockhold looking to get his first win under the UFC banner. Both men coming off a loss. Uh, Philippou coming off the loss to Francis Carmont um, in his last fight. It was a grinding affair, I believe. In this fight, if I were to make a pick, I think Rockhold is going to come out and and win his sophomore fight um, in decisive fashion and, and get his name back up there in the mix. The co-main event, we have Lorenz Larkin versus Brad Tavares. It's a fight that's sort of flying under the radar for many, but it's a fun one on paper. It's a fun one for the fans. Many people are going to be in for a treat in this one, and I I think it'll be a three-round war going to the judges' decision with... I won't put a pick on this one because it's just going to be a fun one for everyone watching. My favorite fight on the card, I think, is this next one, TJ Dillashaw. Versus Mike Easton. Huge things for the featherweight division in this matchup. Um, Dillashaw, obviously, from Team Alpha Male. Mike Easton from, from Lloyd Irvin's camp and, and Alliance MMA there. Um, what can you say? This one's going to be fast, furious. Someone's going to be finished, and, and it'll be fun to watch. Uh, going through the card, it's a two, four, six fight main card. And uh, kicking off the night, we got Cole Miller versus Sam Cecilia. We chat with Cole um, a few weeks back. He's he's hyped up for this fight. He He's fighting on the main card. Uh, he's fighting Sam Cecilia, who's fighting out of Washington, which is fairly close to us. We've seen him on the Ultimate Fighter. Both these guys, Ultimate Fighter vets. Uh, but Sam Cecilia obviously has that one-punch knockout power, and and Cole Miller has the submissions. So, I don't know. You pick who you want to pick, but I'm gonna take Cole Miller in this fight. Um, going down the the rest of the card, other notables on it are Justin Edwards versus Ramsey Nijim. Um Isaac Valley Flag is on the card, uh, Brian Houston versus Trevor Smith, which is which is gonna be a fun fight. And uh, kicking off the preliminary card on UFC Fight Pass, the very first fight of the night. Uh, Benil Dariush, who Callum Leslie did an interview with last week, will be taking on UFC vet Charlie Brenneman, who's making his return to the Octagon. So a fun night of fights on Fox Sports 1 and UFC Fight Pass um, for everyone on Wednesday night. And then we've got Tough Nations right after that. Some news from this week. Obviously, the interesting news going down is this whole... Nobody wanting to fight Habib Nurmagomedov. And uh, Dana White has said that, you know... Nick Nate Diaz... Not Nick. Nate Diaz has turned down the fight. Nate Diaz's fight camp is saying not a chance has he turned down the fight. The UFC is a bunch of liars, is what he's saying. Um... So, stepping up, obviously, Michael Johnson volunteers for the fight. What, what can you say? There's many people wanting to fight Habib, but no one that the UFC wants from the sounds of it. So, I put together a little list on, on MMASucka.com of the usual suspects. Habib actually put out a post on his Twitter account with a picture of the usual suspects, and he had Benson Henderson, TJ Grant, Anthony Pettis, Nate Diaz, and Gilbert Melendez uh, on his rap sheet. Obviously, a couple of those are tied up, but the others, he, he, he could fight logistically. Um, the one guy that stands out in the mix, not on his picture or his radar, that, that would be a fight that would make sense is Jim Miller. He's obviously coming off a huge first-round submission victory over Fabricio Camos at UFC 168 last month. Um, and and he's always fought top talent, but never been able to get his way right up to the top of that mix. So a fight with Nurmagomedov could very well put him right back up there. and And, and that's the fight that I want to see. Uh, many people out there are thinking that he should fight the winner of Josh Thompson versus Benson Henderson. However, I don't see that one happening. We we spoke with his, his um, who the UFC said he was going to be fighting, Gilbert Melendez. As I said, we spoke with his training partner, Jake Shields, Gilbert Melendez, is training partner, and, and Gil wants the fight with Habib, but not until around April, so we'll see if if the Russian wants to wait it out that long, or whether or not he steps back inside the octagon at an earlier date. Uh, other news: Keith Kaiser, the head of the Nevada State Athletic Commission, stepping down. He's been a long time uh, Nevada State boxing head. Uh, he very interesting at 47 years old has decided that it's time to move on and he's going back to being an attorney. So very interesting on the heels of, uh, of Chris Weidman and Vitor Belfort or Belfort looking to get his, uh, exemption. Uh, we've got Kaiser stepping down. So. We'll, we'll see what goes on in Las Vegas and, and how things are handled in the not-so-distant future. I'm going to stop talking now, and uh, we'll get right into my first interview with UFC Fight Night 35 main event fighter Luke Rockhold right after this. And blowing on my back. Joining me on the line now is one half of the UFC Fight Night 35 main event. Please welcome Luke Rockhold to the show. Luke, thanks for joining me today, man. Yeah, thanks for
1: having me. Got <laughs> the better half tonight.
0: Ah, perfect. <laughs> now let, let's get right to the bread and butter, as we only have about ten minutes with you. Um You made your UFC debut last May. And will make your second appearance this Wednesday. What if anything has changed in the past nine months?
1: Uh, you know, I've gotten better. I'm always getting better, and uh, you know, I just l- try to learn from my mistakes and and just better myself every every training camp, every fight. So uh, I'm just feel a lot more composed. You know, I got a little emotional, and and uh, things. You know, the stage is different. Obviously, the last fight, and this is, uh, it's good to be back in the states, back home, and uh, you know. Got a tough on so I'm excited to go up
0: and perform and bounce back. Now you you speak about mistakes and and stuff like that. I don't want to harp on the negative, but we might as well get it out of the way. You were riding a nine fight winning streak going into that Belfort fight. How much of a setback to you mentally was that loss? Uh
1: mentally, I mean, it, it sucks. You know, how, how close I was and. There's a lot of things on the line, obviously, to that fight, but you know I have an opportunity to bounce right back and put myself back in the mix. So uh, I'm not used to losing; never been a part of my my DNA. And uh, I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna win. You know, it's a, I don't I don't like this feeling, and I want to get back in there as soon as possible. I got injured, but I'm finally healthy, and I got a good opponent, and I'm gonna go out there and win and do what I do best.
0: Now before we speak about this, this upcoming matchup, I heard you speaking um, to Ariel Helwani last week on, on the MMA Hour, and you said that you swayed away from your game plan early in that last fight, but you never really elaborated. What exactly was the game plan that you swayed away from?
1: Game plan, is Vitor Belfort. He's, uh, he's got one round to really explode and do his thing. He's got great timing thing so i mean my game plan was come forward pressure him wrestle and uh you know i was i was focused on his hand being like the dangerous factor and you know i was just i was, I was coming forward as you can watch from the beginning and then uh i start he he, he came at me a couple times and I, I realized he wasn't that quick with his hands and i could start seeing his, his punches and uh, you know, i timed a couple punches and and i hit him and then i, I realized i was like oh he's not that fast and I sat back and, and tried to bait him into boxing with him and, and he came out of nowhere with a spectacular kick, you know, something he'd never done and I and, uh, didn't think he was capable of, but, you know, Vitor Belfort is, uh, he's still learning and he's still getting better, I guess, so I, uh, I got caught, but, you know, the, I was supposed to come forward and keep pressuring him and, and then slow him down, but I uh, straightened him that and, uh, you know, he let my emotions get the best and, me. You know, I was just kind of pissed off, you know, he got my, kind of pissed off a little bit and I wanted to, uh, kind of hurt him, I guess.
0: Now you were expected to take on Tim Boche in your sophomore appearance. However, the knee injury forced you out. Um, you'll now take on Costa Philippou on Wednesday. Do you feel like this is a more intriguing matchup for you?
1: Uh, this is, uh, you know, Philippou beat Boche. So it's always nice to get the better of, of the two. Um, I guess, uh, you know, Silva is an exciting matchup. He's a good boxer, so he's going to bring it on the feet. And um, I, I've always done the same in my, in my fights. But uh, you know, I'm, I got a more well-rounded game. And, and uh, you know, wherever this fight goes, it's going to be exciting. You know, with with Boach, you know, with the tough wrestling, he would might be more of looking for a grind. And, and with Silva, he's going to get a uh, boxing style, and he's going to be trying to scramble on the on the ground. And, I'm going to try to knock his head off, you know, whether it's on the feet or on the ground. And so I think this could definitely be a lot more high-paced and and exciting, and I think he'll get a good finish.
0: Yeah, that Um, sort of leads right into my... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go for it. (laughs) In in Philippou's last fight Uh. against Francis Carmont, we we sort of learned a lot about the heavy-handed striker that a grinding affair can play into your advantage. Um, did you watch that matchup, and what did you learn from it?
1: I did watch that matchup. You know, it was not Philip's uh, so best night. He, uh, Carmont's been known for those game plans. He just he turns into GSP, and they're very really smart, and they stay strict to their game plan. So he took him down and, and just kind of isolated the position, and didn't give them too much space. Um, yeah, that's definitely... Uh, I see some some holes and some avenues where I can expose, but my ground game is is on a different level than Carmont, and, and I'm not just going to be sitting on top of Philippou. Silva going to be a lot more, there's going to be a lot more trouble, you know, uh, coming at him. You know, let's on the ground and uh, and on the feet. You know, I I feel very confident on the feet. So wherever it goes, it's going to be high pace, and and uh, you know, I, he's not going to survive. I, I don't see him surviving if he hits the ground. He's not going to go. Not gonna be a grinding affair, I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> now having two five round decision um, wins in the past is, is quite the feat. Do you feel like this will be give you an advantage in the twenty five minute fight?
1: I think it could, but I think it won't go for twenty five minutes. I think it'll uh, I think I can get to him before that. But I mean, obviously you prepare for those. I, I never expect those, but I prepare for those and uh, and if need be. I can I can hang in there five rounds pretty easily. And uh I like I can't say the same for Philip, but you never know until you do and what they're capable of. I mean I would i never been out of the first round until I fought Jock Ray. Uh, I went five round five hard rounds, you know, with him and, and won. So you know, I don't I don't try to judge people until you get in there, but I, I know I'm capable of
0: it, but we'll see. Is he Do you do you like these five round non title main events?
1: Uh, five rounds is always a rough one to train for because, I mean, it just means more training and, the do more rounds and more fresh guys every round. So that there's opportunities to get hurt, of course, but, uh, I'm, uh, I, 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 do, they're better for me because I'm, I'm good at five rounds, you know what I mean? So not everybody can keep up for a five round fight. And I know I got the natural cardio and, and, and my body pushes hard for five rounds. So that, I think that always kind of plays to my advantage. But um, I definitely don't like going five rounds. I like finishing fights in the first round.
0: No kidding. Now, you you spoke about your ground game. Early in your career, you pulled off four consecutive rear naked choke victories. However, as of late, the ground game hasn't been your bread and butter in terms of submissions. Do you feel that's because you're more confident in your stand-up now, or the level of competition has risen?
1: I think it's a little bit of both, no doubt. And and just who I've, you know, fought and how the fights have gone down. Um, uh, uh, you know, coming I don't I don't think I was gonna be fighting Jacare on the ground trying to submit him, you know, one of the best jiu jitsu guys ever in, in the history of just Jiu-Jitsu itself, not even fighting, so um I was gonna avoid that one. And then uh Jardine after that, you know, I got a quick knockout so I didn't have to go to the ground. Uh Tim Kennedy is one of those dudes that's just so strong and so tough. He's one of the best guys on the ground in the UFC, no doubt. I mean, he got in there with Hodger Gracie, and, and Hodger had his back and couldn't submit him, and that's Hodger Gracie. So uh, that was a tough one to go. I went to the ground a little bit, but you know, and then obviously what happened with the Villefort fight went too quick. So <laughs> I, I definitely still use my ground game, and it's still there, and, and I will if me be, and, and uh, I think it's a huge advantage. In this
0: fight, and uh, if I have to use that I guarantee, I will. My my stats guy at sucker dot com, Justin Perot, actually told me he was going over over your completion rate of uh, submissions, and it's actually at over or around one hundred percent. Are you? Did you know this?
1: <laughs> no, I mean I didn't really think about it, but I mean, yeah. Oh, how does that how does that play out? Just how if I have them on the ground? For I, guess, I guess
0: I guess the attempt attempts and and successful uh, completion rate.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know I I definitely submitted a lot of people while starting <laughs> six <laughs> in a row or something like that. So I uh, I got I got a good submission game. I got a really good submission game, and it's different than anybody else out there. I've always you know kind of dumbfounded all of my jujitsu coaches and, and people that have tried to teach me because. My style is just so much different, and they just laugh when I do submissions or, or just watch me roll with different people. It's just, I just move really different than everybody else. And I always get that. That's where, that's what you know. That's where came from, and uh, <laughs> and, and, it, and will reign supreme.
0: Finally, you're a pro MMA fighter. Your brother's a pro surfer, and your dad was a pro basketball player. Who has the most bragging rights at the dinner table?
1: Um, I'm going to say I do because I can back it up. They're going
0: to have to shut their mouth. <laughs> he is Luke Rockwell and he takes <laughs> on shut. Costa Philippou this Wednesday night live on Fox Sports 1. Luke, thanks for a bunch for doing this and we got through an interview without any TRT talk.
1: Ah, so nice,
0: so nice. <laughs> All the best, Luke. Good luck Wednesday night. Yeah, thank you. Luke Rockhold, calm, cool, collected as always, um, except for he wants to put an exclamation point on Wednesday night's fight. And his legitsu could actually do that. So I'm excited for this fight, five-round war. He doesn't think it's going to go that long. Uh, Right now, we'll let you listen to the interview that I did this past weekend with Jake Shields. It's the full interview unedited. Um, you can listen to the edited versions on MMA Sucker's Facebook page or over at MMA Sucker.com. But this is the full unedited version with my questions in. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the interview with Jake Shields. First off, man, happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you. Yeah, were you up here in Vancouver for your birthday? No, I was,
2: I was down for my birthday and I flew up the following day. So. Nice
0: to party at all
2: or uh, a little bit i didn't on my actual birthday i was just ra- uh, resting and i was planning on not partying last night but i got uh some canadians took me out and you guys are crazy maybe taking <laughs> shots and next thing i know it was, uh, it was a rough night
0: <laughs> nice now you're up here in vancouver for obviously this jujitsu seminar i yeah. um, sorry about the weather yeah but, uh,
2: it's been raining non-stop but other than that it's a beautiful city you know have you, have you
0: been up here before
2: yeah it's my third time up in vancouver yeah i love the city super nice everyone's super friendly and a beautiful area
0: nice now let's move into your fight obviously the welterweight division has been all shook up a little bit with george st pierre taking a step away Um, Yeah. What were your thoughts on that? Like, did you expect that to happen after his last fight?
2: I didn't really expect it to happen, but I think, you know, he's done a lot for a sport, and I think he, uh, I understand where he's coming from. He didn't necessarily retire. He just said he needs a break. I mean, the guy's, uh, he's done so much, had so many big fights, and I think he's uh, lived with a lot of pressure, fight after fight. I think he just wants to walk away maybe a year, maybe 18 months, maybe forever. I think he wants to just regroup without the pressure of uh, having to constantly defend his belt and figure out what he wants in life. I think it was, uh, I don't think it was a bad decision.
0: Now you've fought him before. Do you expect him to be back?
2: I mean, if I had to guess, I would say, yeah. You think, I think he's, uh, so, he's still so young, so talented, and so motivated. I think he's going to walk away for a year or so. And I think the fire's going to come back, and he's going to want to step back in and uh,
0: try to reclaim his title. The title is up for grabs, obviously. Johnny Hendricks, Robbie Lawler. What were your thoughts when you heard that news? Did, um, do, you, do you think that fight's the fight that should have been made? I mean, uh, it, I mean
2: you can you definitely argue that case. I think maybe Lawler got thrown a little early. You know, he was coming off multiple losses, I think, until uh, UFC race. He has done a good win streak, and you know, he's looked great his last three fights, and I like Ra- uh, Lawler, so I don't want to knock him. But I think he, uh, you know, he does have some losses not too long ago. So who are you picking? I think it's going to be a good fight, but I'm probably going to pick Hendricks. I think Hendricks is you know, better wrestling. Stand up, they're going to be pretty even. Both
0: southpaws, both heavy hitters. It's, it's an interesting fight. Now, you're set to take on Hector Lombard in March. You'll be on a four fight winning streak mm. if you get past Hector. Um, do you feel that that's worth a title shot?
2: I think it'd definitely be worth a title shot for my next fight. You know, having just beat um, Damian Mayo with the flipping line for a title shot, I mean. Uh, um I don't know, Woodley's been looking like a monster. You know, I've been beating these guys at the top. So I think uh, if I beat him, especially if I beat him in a decisive fashion, I think it puts me next in line for the
0: title. Now, not to harp on your age at all, but being at 35 um, years old, do you feel like this is your sort of last run at a title? Uh, possibly. I mean, I don't, I don't feel any older, but, you know, age,
2: I mean, 35 really has an older number, so I think it is, you know, I do need to be, that's why I'm trying to be more serious right now and really dedicated and really trying to make this title run. It's like, anything can happen, you know, like, I mean, maybe I'll be fine in five, six years, you don't know, but it's, uh, it's unpredictable, so I'm trying to really take this, uh, this opportunity this make it count.
0: For sure. Now, Lombard's been on a bit of a roller coaster ride since he came over from the UFC. Um, he's not that guy that's been tearing up. Mm-hmm. the rankings like he did before he came into the promotion. Um, what are your thoughts on him as a fighter, and, and have you been able to watch much tape? Yeah, on? I've watched a lot of his tape. I've
2: been watching him for years. I think he's uh, one of the best guys out there. I think he's a complete monster. I think he was really un- underrated because he wasn't in the UFC, and his, uh, his performance in the UFC have been on and off, but I think when he's on, he's an absolute monster. You know, he's got huge power, a judo Olympian, uh, good submission. I mean, he's fearless. He comes in and throws those big, uh, those big power shots. So he's a guy I'm definitely uh, happy to study tape and come up
0: with a game plan for. The cardio has obviously come into condition for him. Um, that's not something that comes up with you at all. You're, yeah. you're known for your pace. Um, do you see that that's the best way for you to beat a guy like Hector Lombard? Yeah, I mean he's really powerful, but I mean he has he has gone some five round
2: fights too. So he doesn't he he gasses a little, but he doesn't completely gas so I don't want to rely on that. But yeah, I definitely want to put the pace,
0: get him tired, and uh, bring him into my world. Um, we spoke about you being 35 years old. Yeah. Um, are you doing anything different at this stage of your career in terms of training-wise and, and the whole fighting spirit? Uh, I just think I'm trying to, you know, eat a little cleaner, sleep a little,
2: sleep a little better, and not go out. I'm trying to be, uh, you know, you're younger, you go out partying and having fun. I'm trying to, I mean, obviously it's my birthday, that was the one exception, but I'm trying to, you know, trying to trying to just live really clean and healthy because now I'm a little older, so you got to let your body rest and. Also, like we said earlier, you know, I don't know how many more, uh, how many more shots I'm going to have at this uh, top-level competition, so I want to make this count.
0: In a perfect world, how does Jake Shields beat Hector Lombard I'd
2: um, love you know, go out there and uh, TKO him or smit him, any way to finish him. You know, I believe he's
0: never been finished, so, it's, uh, so he's a really durable guy, but I would love to be the first to go in there and put him away. All right, just a few more questions here. Uh, you train with some of the best in the world, obviously, the Diaz brothers, Gilbert Melendez. Um, we heard Gilbert... Actually pulled out of the fight with. Uh, Khabib, uh, I'm not sure about no, that. can you little
2: bit? I don't like getting other people's contracts, but he was never. Uh, he never was signed to that fight. You know, so he, he, he is okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's okay. That was just a fight that was that was never signed. It was. Uh, I believe it was announced announced too early. Now, I don't, I don't know the details that? behind it, but it's definitely, <laughs> I know it was a fight he definitely never signed.
0: That would be a fun fight to oh, watch. Oh, yeah, no, it was
2: a fight he wants as well. It just wasn't, the, it didn't fit in the time frame. And he, 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 I don't think he had ever planned on fighting that early. He was looking at fighting on April. So. Who do
0: you see Gil fighting next
2: then? Uh, probably could be. That fight's probably going to happen. I just think the time frame was uh, was off from the February card.
0: Perfect. Now, how often is the Scrap Pack still training
2: together? Uh, well, I train with Gil almost every day because he was live in San Francisco. And Nick and Nate, unfortunately, only see every... Well, sometimes I see him a couple times a week. Sometimes I won't see him for a couple weeks because they're out in Stockton, which is about an hour and a half from us. So, I mean, I love training with those guys, but you you can't make an hour and a half every single day. Retirement, do you think we'll see Nick Diaz back in the cage? I, you know, he's really unpredictable, he's, I don't think he even knows, but if I had to guess, I would say yeah. I think he's still, I think he's around 30 years old, he's young, he's still talented,
0: he's gonna, he think he's gonna get that fighter again and step back um, in there. Finally, before we let you go here, um, we do this thing, we're starting with, with fighters, every fighter we talk to, uh-huh. we ask, um, favorite meal, um, sort of a recipe that they like to do, I know you're, you're vegan, vegetarian. Yeah, vegetarian. Vegetarian. What's your favorite go-to meal? a uh, recipe that I might like to well, try. Well, my favorite
2: go-to meal was uh, the California Mexican food. We have the best burritos there, but that's, you know, stuff I go out and get. And uh cookie meal, I've been loving, lately cooking up a lot of, like, quinoa with, like, tofu and vegetables and rice. That's a really health, healthy. And uh, if you season it right, it uh, tastes really good as well. Cool, man. Lot, buddy. Thanks.
0: This is an exciting matchup coming up in March with Jake Shields and Hector Lombard. Um, One is a stand-up ace with his knockout power in Hector Lombard, and Jake Shields is known for his ground um, jiu-jitsu game. He he was up here in Vancouver, obviously, for a jiu-jitsu seminar, and uh, he's got that game on wraps. So this fight, it's all going to matter where the fight goes because Lombard, obviously, he has that jiu-jitsu skill, or not jiu-jitsu, but judo skill where he can take guys down to the mat. But does he really want it to go there? Um, only time will tell in March what what happens with this fight. As I said, it is fight week. We spoke about UFC Fight Night 35 earlier in the show. Friday night is MFC 39, No Remorse, live on Access TV. Um, let's go over that fight card a little bit. Anthony Hamilton versus Daryl Schoenover. Um <clears throat> for the heavyweight title in the main event. Interesting matchup. We got two big sluggers. The co-main event, we got Tom Galaccio versus Kurt Southern for the lightweight title. And then in a light heavyweight matchup, we got Edmonton's standout star, who hasn't fought a heck of a lot over the past few years, Victor Vallimacchi versus Sean O'Connell. We've got a lot of Canadian talent on the card, but they've brought in some some international stars as well for this fight card which is nice to see we've got tough or ultimate fighter veteran gilbert smith on the card taking on jason south which should be a fun fight um Baghdad was supposed to take on um our very own ryan chappie from here in vancouver however chappie has pulled out of that fight for undisclosed reasons so he will now take on sean powers in an interesting matchup and kicking off the main card, we've got Andrew McKinney's versus Dan Ring, which should be a fun fight for the fans on Access TV. Two, four, six fights on this main card, Access TV goes down Friday night at seven p.m. Now Saturday night we've got World Series of Fighting 8 on NBC Sports Network for the main card. And you can catch the preliminary card on MMASucka.com beginning at 3.30 p.m. Right down to the very bottom of this card is fun fights for the fans. The main card is a five-fight main card with some seriously um, action-packed fights on it. Kicking it off, we got Louis Palomino versus Jorge Patino. I'm not too familiar with either one of these guys, really, but it's obviously World Series of Fighting does some good stuff, so they're going to kick this one off with a bang. But up next is a fight that, that I'm interested to see what happens, not only in this fight, but with the winner of this fight. We've got Cody Bollinger, who is an Ultimate Fighter veteran. However, he was uh, kicked off the show for not making weight. We'll take on Tyson Nam, who was forced to be reckoned with until he hit Marlon Moraes. So this one should be good for the fans. We've got a women's strawweight title fight, the inaugural one between Jessica Aguilar and Alita Gray. Um, this is the first time the women have fought for world series of fighting and we're getting a title fight. So fun to see that, uh, co-main event was a fight that we were supposed to see actually up here in Vancouver, um, between Anthony Johnson and Mike Kyle, uh, slugfest in this one. (laughs) There's no doubt about it. Someone is going to sleep. And the main event, we've got the inaugural lightweight title with my pick, for pro, um, <clears throat> Prospect of the Year in 2013, Justin Gaethje taking on Richard Patishnok. Um, Gaethje, Gaethje has gone through a few opponent changes in this fight. Um, Patishnok just came into the mix this uh, a couple weeks back, and, and it should be interesting to see how, how Justin adjusts to having a few different opponent changes in uh, in a main event fight, especially for the title. So that is World Series of Fighting 8. It goes down this Saturday night, January 18th, from the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida on NBC Sports Network. Or as they like to call it now, NBCSN. At 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern, with the preliminary card right here on MMA Sucker.com, beginning at 3:30 p.m. Pacific time, 6:30 Eastern time. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to check it out, but last week on Thursday or Friday, MMA Sucker.com got a facelift. Um, the website is updated. It looks fantastic. It is. Um, Changed For your viewing pleasure, I, I hope everyone likes it. If you do, give us feedback. If you don't give us feedback, just let us know what you think about the new and improved MMASucka.com. I think it looks fantastic. I'd like to thank the folks at Ingrained Media, specifically Jordan McCreary, for helping us out with that. Um, as always, check out Ingrained Media. They are some good folks over there, and if you need any website needs or advertising needs, they're the ones to check out. Um, that's about it for me here at sucker.com and Sucker Radio. Um, we've spoken the fights. We've said it's fight week. I'd like to thank my guests, Luke Rockhold, for joining me, and I'd like to thank Jake Shields for taking the time out of his day on Saturday for doing the interview with me um, over at titan mma in coquitlam bc uh just thank those two obviously thank everyone for listening you can hear us on stitcher on itunes over at mmasucker.com and mmaopinion.co.uk with that i'm out
3: i hate soccer i hate soccer no what what are you you boo because i have an opinion (laughs) boo your opinion Get out of America. We don't like your thoughts. I hate, I, I hate soccer. Fuck soccer. And fuck you for liking it. Let me tell you why I don't like soccer. Because they have this World Cup. World Cup. Let me tell you something about the World Cup. It's not the fucking World Cup. You know why? Because the two countries that represent me are never in the World Cup. Canada and India are never in the World Cup. Canada, for obvious reasons. It's a world event. We don't get involved in world events. You know? We look at the US. Are you guys going? Yeah? Oh, no, go ahead. That's great. Yeah, go ahead. that's perfect. Yeah. No, no, we'll, we'll stay back. We'll tidy up. Sorry about it. It's cool. It always bothers me that India is never in the World Cup. We're the second largest population in the world, there's 1.2 billion people over there. We can't come up with 11 fucking guys to make a team. You know what the problem is? You have no idea how hard it is to kick a ball straight with curly-toed shoes on. We're standing in the middle field, I'm open, I'm open! Where the hell is the ball going? It always freaks me out that the Chinese are never in the World Cup. You're the largest population in the world. And you're known for kicking. But it's kicking. You know, I want to see the Chinese team in the World Cup. I want to see the Chinese team when they get into their huddle. That's what I really want to see. You You see all the other countries when they get in their huddle? All right, guys, we're going to get out there. We're going to pass that ball around. We're going to have a good time. All right? Go, team. You see the Chinese team? Okay. Hey, asshole, listen up. When you see the ball coming, then you go down the field. Chase the low with the ball. Something's going down. Be a man.